Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We've been studying together in Acts chapter 21, and Acts chapter 21 is where we find ourselves again today, and this will be our fourth Bible study in this chapter, and we come to a very interesting section of Scripture, and we sort of touched on it last study, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit more and more of the context today, and uh, a strange thing takes place as Paul is before the leadership, the elders, of the Jerusalem church, and we're going to see the event that takes place here in just a minute. Now, if you have missed our prior Bible studies, we have gone through the book of Acts almost verse by verse. We've gone through several other books as well. There are hundreds and hundreds of uh, broadcasts, lots of minutes worth of Bible study available for you on our podcast. Our podcast is Striving for Revival, It is found on every podcast platform. Also, it's available via the NVBC app in the Apple App Store. And you can become a subscriber to Striving for Revival and have free access to all of the content that has been put out via this broadcast. And I believe that'll be a help to you as you study your Bible along with me. And if you ever miss us on the radio, you can always catch up via the podcast. So let me invite you to download that and be a part of the podcast family. I travel and uh, preach out uh, several times uh, during the year, a couple times or more every month. And every time I travel, literally just every time, there is somebody that comes up to me that listens to the podcast and the radio broadcast, and I want to say thank you for being a part of that. Also, I mentioned the app. Our church, our ministry here, North Valley Baptist Church, has an app, and it is available via the Apple App Store. It's a free download and you'll have access to all of the media produced by the ministry here, and I believe that'll be a help to you uh, and encouragement to you as well. Good music, good preaching, good content on the North Valley Baptist Church app. All right, Acts chapter 21. Now, Paul, for really several uh, verses and even a few chapters now, has been pressing toward Jerusalem, and he arrived there uh, in our prior study. He was received gladly, and he's been brought before the church in Jerusalem, and he gives a testimony in verse 18 through 22 of the great things that God has done in saving Gentiles and Jews alike and God using him, and uh, there are thousands of people that have been born again. But James, who is the pastor of this church, brings up the fact that he has heard Paul has been teaching that there is no need to follow the law of Moses anymore, that Gentiles don't need it, and that even Jews themselves don't need to follow the law of Moses. And you have to remember, these Christians in Jerusalem are Jewish. Yes, they're saved, but they have been steeped in Judaism, raised that way, lived that way, and they're having a hard time 
divorcing themselves from this Old Testament mindset. Paul has been given by God the gospel of the grace of God. He's the one who's going to pen many of these uh, church epistles, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. He talks about the uh, fulfillment of the law in Jesus in the book of Romans. We read about that, uh, how we're justified by faith, and Paul delivers these great truths, but these folks in Jerusalem are having a hard time uh, just totally saying, you know what, are you sure that uh, we don't need a little bit of this law observance? So we read about that last time. Uh, the real issue was he's, James said that he had heard that Paul was saying that they don't need to circumcise their children or walk after the customs. And so there's a debate going on here uh, in this instance. Now, Verse 23, I'll begin reading, and let's look at what takes place here. The Bible said, Do therefore this that we say to thee. So this is the church, the elders in Jerusalem, asking Paul to do them a favor, if you will. We have four men which have a vow on them. Them take and purify thyself with them, and be at charges with them, that they may shave their heads and all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing, but that thou thyself also walkest orderly and keepest the law. So this is advice, this is a uh, favor, this is uh, an, uh, a suggestion made to Paul by the leadership in the church of Jerusalem that since he is also a Jew, and he was, Paul would say that, I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews, and he gives his credentials, he was a Pharisee, he knows all about that. And they say, since you're also a Jewish individual, would you go with these other four men who vowed a vow and purify yourself with them and go through the motions and the observances of, uh, of our tradition? And he heard this advice offered by the leaders of the church. And now listen, he basically is being used for PR. This is, uh, this is damage control. This is uh, political uh, theater, if you will. They're trying to uh, get a hold, a grip on this crowd that's a little bit uneasy about, do we keep the law, do we not keep the law? And Paul's being used in this. But, but, look, at what, but look at what he does. Uh, all right, let's read it. As touching the Gentiles which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols and from blood and from strangle and from fornication. Now, so what they're saying is, here's the agreement. Gentiles don't need to observe the law. Now, James is missing it. But he, he, he's saying Gentiles don't need to observe the law. All they need to do is just don't live like you lived before you were saved. Don't eat these meats offered to idols, uh, things that were strangled, flee from fornication, all of these things that would be hindrances anyway to their spiritual life. He said, if you'll just avoid that, because those are the standard slip-ups and snares of Gentile people. You stay away from those things, all right? But you see they're still missing it. They want these Jewish Christians to still have some legal observances, some some law of Moses sprinkled into their salvation by grace through faith. But look what Paul does. Then Paul took them in, and the next day, purifying himself with them, entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. Now, think about it. These leaders in the church at Jerusalem are fearful, basically, that they're going to be criticized by legalists, and they're worried about public perception and 
popular opinion. And that is why they're putting now the pressure on Paul to go through this. There is no need for Paul to do it. There is no saving grace in Paul doing it. Uh, there is no uh, additive as far as he's not going to please God anymore. If he does this, he does not need to. He is justified. He stands redeemed before the Lord. He has the righteousness of Christ imputed to him. He's been saved by grace through faith. Paul knows all of those things, but Paul does. Listen now, Paul does submit, and he goes through the motion of the purifying with these other four men. And I, I thought about this, and I, I read that and thought, what, what a strange thing. They asked Paul to do something, uh, which, you know, you'd think Paul would condemn. Paul would say, no, there's no need for this. Paul's preached against this. In fact, Paul's told others, there's no need to do this. But at this point in time, Paul does it. Why would Paul do that? Well, I think this. I think Paul is caught in a difficult circumstance, and Paul understands, listen, it's not going to hurt me to do it, and it doesn't help me necessarily to do it. It's sort of a, a, a bland thing, a vanilla thing, but these brethren, and here's this principle, and he'll set it out in others, other writings of Paul. He'll, he'll say it. These brethren are weak, and they're weak in this area. And if I'm going to continue to minister and be as effective as I can be and be an influence here, even though I think it's silly and I think it's unnecessary, Paul jumps through this theological hoop, if you will. And I believe it's to keep the line of communication and the line of opportunity for influence open with the leadership there in that church. Now, I, we might stretch it a little bit to make an application, but I think we can make the application that you and I need to be careful that we do not do something that causes a weaker brother to stumble uh, or to uh, to fall or to get bitter or to not understand. There might be some things we can do because of our Christian liberty, and they're not sin, but they might become sin if they cause a weaker Christian who sees it, who hears it, to stumble. Part of maturing in the Christian life is not simply living for self. It is living for Christ. But in living for Christ, living for Christ causes me to consider others. So some things that I could do, I don't do, because while all things might be lawful, they're not all expedient. And I think here Paul is going out of his way to try not to offend and try to, uh, to baby, if you will, these weaker Christians. And there's a good principle in that and for you and I that we be careful that, uh, you know, if it's not a hill that we have to die on, let's not die on that hill so that we might keep the avenue for influence and mentorship and ministry open. Well, that's all of our time for today. Until next time, pray with me for Revive. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.